I hope as you guys get older, I, 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 and I don't hope, I know, I know that um, you guys will look back and you'll be, you'll, you'll understand what, how good this is. I mean, y'all get to experience it. Most people just dream of getting experience. Loose down the ground. CB over to McJet. One on the shot clock at the buzzer. He made it! He made it! He made it! Jamez on the beat. Be faithful. Chargerpod 20. Hoops.com. Big weekend this weekend. Senior day on Saturday. Senior weekend. Chance to clinch the division. We'll get into all that. But joining me, part-time co-host Tanner Finley. Tanner, how are we doing? Doing well. Doing better now that I'm here on the pod. Yeah. Have you uh, have you recovered from our, our trip down to Flagler? No, I don't think I ever will. I mean, I think it's just there's some some side effects that I'll never uh, never quite get over. Not COVID side effects, right? No, yeah, yeah. I already got the vaccine, so the original vaccine. <laughs> yeah, the the man made vaccine, yeah. not the not, not the the lab version, the old fashioned way. <laughs> yeah, you would you would have really thrived back in the the old. You're just a gritty. You're an old-fashioned guy, right? Yeah, I'm just an old soul. I think my soul is just in the wrong, wrong uh, time frame. You were born in the wrong generation. Yeah. We appreciate you coming back. Uh, we we talked about the flagger trip last weekend. I kind of gave Mikey the rundown. We we had a good time despite there being no game. So let's just jump right into it. New Year's resolutions. The only thing I'll say about mine is actually while we were on flagger, I don't even know if I told you this, Tanner, while we were down there in St. Augustine, Kip texted me Saturday morning when he had to go in for mandatory uh, mandatory COVID testing. He actually got one over on me. He actually did his push-ups that morning. Oh. He went into the gym. He went into the weight room and, and knocked him out, um, which is pretty frustrating. You know, when I, when I wake up, I'm sleeping in, thinking I'm on vacation. Uh, I wake up to the host of my vacation getting those push-ups in. It was just dirty, low-down, disgusting move from Kip Owens, and I expect nothing less out of that guy. Well, yeah, I mean, you just stole the words out of my mouth. You expect nothing less from one Kip Owens. I mean, that's just that's as low as it gets. That's just scum of the earth, scum move. Yeah. You know, he uh, he did the same thing last year, and he kind of had it. I'll give him credit. Last year, he had an excuse of, of like it was game day. He and, you know, friend of the program, Chad Warner, they like to get a pump in on game day. So I was okay with him getting a workout in. This this year, there was no game. The game got canceled. He just did that. I mean, that that's a dirty, dirty move. You can't question his competitiveness. You can't question that. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. Your New Year's resolution is to read a book every month. We are now – Midway through February, are you midway through your second book? I am. I'm, I'm right on track, right where I need to be. Got one book down, The Traveler's Gift by Andy Andrews. Right now, we're working on a Tiger Woods biography, about halfway through that. So we're, we're right on track, right where we need to be. Okay, so good. So you're, you, you're already actually, if you complete this book, you've already have tied Micah for last year. When he, when Micah was reading one book a month, he only made it two out of twelve months. If you make it through February, if you finish this Tiger Woods book, you're, I mean, you're already, you're sitting pretty. You got ten months to finish one book after that. Yeah, I may just, I may just take a couple months off and rest, rest the eyes, rest the brain, and load management on your, on your, ret- <laughs> on your retinas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just getting that. You know, everybody's hurt this time of year, so. 
All right. Well, that's good to hear. Uh, we'll have to update De La Rosa next time he's on and, and make sure make him feel you know inadequate. He claims he has that resolution every year and he never he never beats it. So we'll we'll have to check in and see how he's doing on his. And that that's kind of a competition between you two now. How many books can you read? Similar to the me and Kip's push up challenge. And that that's me and Kip, kind of the alphas of the group, alphas of the company. Uh, you know the big jock meatheads, and you guys are kind of the nerdy. You and Micah are the the two nerdy guys. Is that fair? That's fair. I mean, somebody's got to be the brains of the operation. So. <laughs> Who else but me and Micah? All right, getting into our next segment, Chargers in D1. We'll start in the A-Sun, Liberty and Lipscomb, D-Rock, Lenny. Kind of an overview right now. Liberty is number two in the conference. Lipscomb is number three. Uh, and actually, number one in that conference is Bellarmine. We talked about it last week. Their only two losses in the conference is when Lenny went up there and swept Scotty on his home floor. So we do feel good about that. But also, I completely forgot this. Bellarmine, due to this being their first year D1, they are actually ineligible for postseason play. That uh, introduces a whole new wrinkle into this whole thing. That means Liberty is number one, technically, and Lipscomb is number two. Same thing as last year. And like I said all along, this thing is going to come down to the NCAA tournament, that automatic bid, you know, new year, new protocols, new whatever, um, new teams in the conference. And it's same old, same old, Liberty won. Lipscomb two, and they're going to be battling it out, uh, hopefully for a chance to go dancing. Um, and actually, Liberty's UNA this weekend. Prodigal son right. returned. That's just one more chance. You know, Chargers greater than Lions and Blue greater than Purple. Although we do, ha- we do, we do have a, we do have Lipscomb. We have the Bison Purple now that we we're fans of. So, I'm ranting. Tanner, talk to us about your your overview of the A Sun, Bellarmine, Liberty, Lipscomb. Go ahead. Beller who? <laughs> yeah, they're not. They're they're technically not even the conference. I mean, yeah, I mean, they're just really they're just taking up space at them. They can't even go to the postseason. So I mean, you know, sky's blue. Liberty Lipscomb, top of the A Sun. We actually got to see those two teams play, and you know, Liberty topped Lipscomb in that one. But the day before that, Lipscomb beat Liberty. So I mean, it's in my mind, it's anybody's conference, you know. And and Lipscomb, they've split their last two series and whatnot. But all I'm saying is, don't let the Bison, don't let Coach Aikov get hot come March. That's a scary sight. So in my mind, it's anybody named Lipscomb and Liberty's conference. Yeah, it's anybody with a with a former UH coach on staff. It's conference. And your school starts with L I. <laughs> yeah, you're right on with with Lipscomb getting hot. You know, last year sky was falling come early February. All of a sudden, they ran off nine of their last eleven in the regular season won three straight to go to the you know conference championship of the A-Sun. And, and and I wouldn't be surprised if the same thing happens this year. You know, I expect them to get on a run here as Lenny's teams do late in the season. He, you know, he's usually ramping up when it comes to March. And I think it is kind of funny that UNA, our UH rival for so, so long, is going to play a massive role because this weekend they've got Liberty. Uh, and then next weekend, uh, Lipscomb ends their season at UNA, their last two games. So UNA, of all people, is going to play a massive role in how the A-Sun shakes out in the seeding for that conference tournament and who ends up winning the league. Uh, third third team, charged in D1, Belmont in the OBC, Coach Rudigs. That's our guy over, over at Belmont. I don't know if you listened last week. 
they they have these tweets, Tanner, and and they're really cool. It's like they're on they're a wagon right now. They've won like twenty something straight games, so top ten in the country in all these different categories. About once a week, they'll have these tweets going through their accolades and their statistics. It'll be like most wins in the nation, won twenty eight of our last twenty nine, and at the it'll be like it'll be like six of those in the bottom, wanting to get better. Check mark. <laughs> And so Micah and I scoped it out a couple weeks ago. Well, I went back and uh, I actually found a few more. So I'd like to read them off here if you're, if you're okay with it. Yeah, go for it. So, so wanting to get better, that was, that, was, that was number one. The next week, you know, most wins in the nation. Won 30 of our last 31 games, et cetera, et cetera. Leads the country in smiles per hour. <laughs> Just the happiest team. They, they, they lead the country in smiles per hour. Not even per game, not per not per per minute, not per player. Just smiles per hour. Uh, uh, the next week, Is there a correlation <laughs> between smiles and wins. You tell me. I mean, they they won. They won the most. <laughs> I, but here here's what I want to ask their social media department. Do you think there's a reverse correlation in which they're winning, aka that's why they smile more? You know, chicken of the egg type thing. Yeah, we may have to look yeah. into that. We, have, we may yeah. have to send the send out the investigative group out and uh, do some do some looking into that. Uh, so the ne- the next week after that, most wins in the nation, thirty two our last thirty three, et cetera, et cetera. Check mark got each other's back. It, it, that that stat hasn't been tracked until twenty twenty one. But <laughs> are these know. the new are these the new analytics <laughs> I hear so much about? <laughs> so I didn't realize getting each other's back was one of them. I think we as a podcast need to sit down. And create our own stats. I think next time I go to Sparkins, I'm gonna start tracking smiles and uh, and pats on the back. I guess. I how, do you, <laughs> how do you how do you, what, how do you quantify what, having someone's yeah. back? Well, yeah. What is what's the criteria for having someone's back? <laughs> well, if you're confused about that criteria, we got the last one here: most wins in the nation, 34 of the last 35, and then last one, the the check mark. It's just <laughs> it just says. It's about love and joy. So traces back to the smiles. Touche. You have the most smiles. You probably have the most joy, uh, the most love. How do you quantify love? You know, science has been trying to figure that out for centuries. Hey, we're just connecting the dots here. I mean, yeah, it it is Valentine's. It it was Valentine's Day weekend when they tweeted that one. So, you know, if you need if you need a relationship advice, just go to the Belmont basketball Twitter page. Love and joy. There you go. That's what they're all about. Well, so I did do a deep dive into uh, Belmont. By deep dive, I mean I looked at their schedule. Yeah. Um, so they are 22-1, and one and they have one loss. Can you guess who that one loss is to? No, I don't know. The Sanford Bulldogs. Oh, wow. Hashtag Buckyball. Got them. Buckyball. Right in our backyard. Yeah. I didn't know that. Our boy Tristan Chambers. Our boy Tristan Chambers, Sanford Bulldogs. Hope he's doing well. Hope Shout he's doing Tristan. well. That's a great deep dive by you. You went really deep on that one. I can't show up to this pod and not bring something to it. You know, <laughs> I got to carry my weight. Yeah, always, always prepared. Getting into friends of the program, our last Charger on staff here, the aforementioned Kip Owens, dirty scumbag, uh, rotten cheater. He and Chad Warner have the Flagler Saints rolling right now. Number 18 in the country. Number one in the Peach Belt. 
Uh, they got a few more wins over the weekend, including a game in which another former Charger, Chase Fiddler, had 20 points. You know, he, he was on the team. He actually won the dunk contest a few years ago, uh, ran into some uh, roadblocks in his life. I, I'm glad to see him, you know, back on his feet, back in college basketball, doing what he loves. Uh, he looks great. So that that's good for Chase. Uh, I know he's a Bob Jones guy, Tanner. You went to Bob Jones. People forget that. So talk a little bit about, you know, the Fiddler resurgence down in St. Augustine and the Flagler Saints as a whole. I know you got to see it firsthand. Uh, well, we technically did, couldn't go to a game, but you got to see Kip and Chad firsthand uh, last, last weekend. I mean, I've known Chase since he was, you know, yay high. Um, my dad coached him in baseball team growing up. And, you know, he's always been an athletic kid, but this kid has a crazy work ethic. You know, so any anything he's getting is obviously well-deserved. And it, it is really awesome to see him fitting right in down at Flagler. And hopefully he continues to hoop for four more years with the Flagler Saints. Um, and speaking of the Flagler Saints, like you said, they're rolling right now. Eight straight wins. They're hooping. Warner's, uh, Warner's selling and Owens. They've got them in good shape down there. I, won't, I, w- I was going to get into the regional rankings, but I won't right now. But, yeah, hopefully hopefully they can keep it going. Yeah, we'll get to that in a bit. The Saints are, are marching, so to speak. But back close to home, softball, Coach Les. Uh, we talked about the Charger chill-out last week. They've had a few games since then. They're still rolling. Um, you know, they're run-rolling people all over the place. I did another deep dive. Three out of five of their wins are run rules. Oh, wow, there you go. But we do lead the country in a lot of offensive categories. I noticed that we're number 17 in the country overall. New year, uh, new mom. Coach Les is a mom now. Hasn't softened her one bit. It's the same old Chargers beating the absolute crap out of teams. And you just, Tanner, that's like, uh, it's like the movie Inception, the totem, when he when Leo DiCaprio spins the thing so he knows he's, you know, reality. If it falls, it's reality. If it keeps going, it's a dream. UH softball is my totem. It's just like if they're they're in the mix in the GSC, they're in the mix in the in the, in the national, you know, rankings, that's my totem. That's how I know everything's okay. Coach Les at the helm is the only coach we've ever known on this campus. Uh, that's how I know everything's going to be okay. You know, pandemic, babies, protocols, UH softball, number one in the conference, number 17 in the country. Everything's going to be okay. Sky's blue. Next friend of the program, women's basketball. Got a split last week. I believe there's still a game behind Union, though. They've got a big uh, weekend at Union this weekend that could really do a lot for them in the conference and the region. We'll get to, we'll get to this more later on the men's side, but the regional rankings were released uh, actually today as we were recording this, Tanner, not in numerical order. Very weird move, weird, <laughs> just bizarre move by the NCAA to do this, but strictly alphabetical for some reason. But I'm going to take it as numerical because well, that means yeah, that – My dumb brain can't comprehend that. No, it – it doesn't make sense. They said they don't have enough data available to rank them properly. What What does that mean? Okay, then just don't release rankings. <laughs> don't rank them. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't rank them then. But anyway, they released the top eight teams that they wouldn't tell us the order they're in, but UH was one of the eight. So big shout-out, Coach Lemon, Coach Baldwin, Tanner. Two, two routes you can go here. One, just talk about the women's basketball team, or two, give us some Lemon puns. But when life gives you lemons. Organize them alphabetically. Yeah, organize. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Put put them in the region rankings. (laughs) That's exactly right. 
like I said, big weekend this weekend. If they were to sweep, I don't want to get ahead of myself. I believe that would put them in the driver's seat to win the division, which would be which would be massive uh, for the program. Last one of the program here before we get into the current Chargers. Actually, a dad of the current Chargers, Jim Kaplan. It's his birthday this week. The Godfather of the program. I would say he's our number one. Well, I don't. I don't want to. I'll treat it like the NCAA. I don't want to go numerical. I won't rank fans and listeners of this pod. But he is a top listener, and he, he he will make sure to let us know if he doesn't like something on the pod. He's so intimidating of a guy. Uh, he can just send he'll he'll just send me the Godfather gif on text. Him just petting the cat, and I'll know I did something wrong on the pod. I I, I I've, I've said something wrong, and I need to need to be better in the future. So shout out Jim Kaplan, winner by the way of our uh, of our giveaway, the free UA Troops T-shirt. The Sugar Does Tampa fundraiser. Tanner, you got anything to say about Jim Kaplan? One of the most awesome people on the planet. Love Jim. Love his family. Except for JJ. Fair. But like you said, I mean, major Godfather vibes, major mob vibes, and, you know, not so sure that that's not the case. Um, hopefully I never find out. I don't know if I ever want to find out. Um, but shout out Jim Kaplan. If we ever go too far on this pod, you know, we'll be sleeping with the fishes. But yeah, Let's get into it. Jim's son and the rest of the squad went to CBU this past weekend to Memphis. Canale Arena. Let me just start. I touched on it last week because I saw pictures. But then when I actually watched the games, my suspicions were confirmed. My fears were confirmed. Canale Arena is now like a normal D2 arena. It's disgusting. The lights are bright. The floor is has been redone. There were no kegs in the student section. Um, the stream works perfectly. I was expecting, I, I actually wanted a lot of glitchiness. And it just, everything was good. It was just like a normal D2 program. And if you're Christian Brothers, that's the last thing you want to be. You need to be dingy gym, dim lights, dead spots on the floor. You need student sections with kegs in them, which may or may not have been bought by the existing head coach at the time won't say names. Um, and you want that, you want that feed to be choppy. Tanner, I, I know you, I feel like you sh- share the same sentiment, similar sentiment, I should say, uh, as me. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, you know, for so long, you knew what you were getting with Christian Brothers. And now you, you knew what you were getting with Christian Brothers was the unexpected. <laughs> and now, and now you just, you knew what you were getting in the, in the sense that you had no clue what you were getting. And you like and you liked that. Yeah. That's what you wanted. Get, you were paying money for that. I'll say it gave them an edge, to be honest, on the court. It gave them an edge. They practiced in it every day. You know, we go up there, it just drains the energy out of you. Now you go up there and you're ready to play. Yeah. As evidenced by what happened this weekend, you know, game one, Suave, 24-7, and seven, uh, went off, five threes, uh, Orf had 15, JJ 12, 9, and 6. Uh, I don't know where these assists have been coming from from JJ. Like, I, I, I theorized last week that whatever surgery, you know, he had, they took the bone from, like, a Greg Gardner-type player, unselfish player, and put it into JJ's. And ever since, he's been averaging, like, five or six assists. And then Chaney Johnson, 10 off the bench. Uh, game two was just the Orphan, orphan uh, Kaplan show. Uh, I mean, we were just isolating them <laughs> every time down, it seemed like. Sam had 26 and 6. 
JJ had 25 and 6. Uh, Suave 11, 4 and 4. And Cheney had 7 and 5 uh, off the bench, but he didn't play a lot of minutes. Yeah, but that dude just brings energy, just a spark plug. Uh, and then Sam, late in the game, it was kind of, you know, five, six, seven point game. He gets an isolation on the left wing, beats the guy middle, and just hammer time all over the city of Memphis. And that was kind of the that was kind of the dagger in my mind. I knew at that point, game over. Game one, really glad to see Seth shoot so well, five for six from three. You know, like you mentioned, JJ triple double watch, six point win, and that's all you can ask for in Canal Arena. And then game two, like you said, Sam and JJ just took over. Got it in my notes here. JJ equals back. I mean, we knew that before, but in my mind, this just cements that even more. So glad to see him back and doing so well. Two big wins, still undefeated in conference. Can't ask for much more after a weekend in Canale Arena. One other note from this weekend, we had Bobby Champagne on the call with Sugar Steve both nights, I believe. I unfortunately had to work both nights, so I was only able to watch. I had it on a separate screen. Uh, but I couldn't listen. Apparently, he was on with Sugar Steve. Apparently, it was gold. Those two were absolute gold. And and Bobby, apparently, on, on the broadcast, said he wanted to come back on the pod. So, Bobby, if you're listening, we, we'll have you on at any time. Next time Della Rosa's on, we need to bring you on as well. I know you two are out there buddying up there in Florence. But, yeah, that that that, that was the Canal Arena experience this weekend. Swept CBU. You know, you earn the right to play in big games. That set up an opportunity this weekend to clinch the division. But before we get to that, Tanner, I'd like to talk about the South region. You touched on it earlier. So a few updates about the regional stuff at the NSA tournament. As we've said before, it's 64 down to 48 teams. Um, they actually released predetermined neutral sites that will host the regionals. Now, I get the health and safety. I get all that. There's going to be a problem because Valdosta was chosen as the predetermined hosting site for the men's regional of the South region. That's just, it's just, it's just, it's frustrating because UH would clearly be number one in the region right now. They actually released the, the top eight teams like they did with the women's. And I know it was technically alphabetical, but Alabama Huntsville and Flagler were one and two. And I have to think, if they had put them in order, that would actually be the number one and two because it's number one in the GSC, number one in the Peach Belt. It's 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 frustrating that's going to be a Valdosta no matter what. We feel like we've earned it, but it is good to see UH and Flagler both in it. They're both going to be, assuming things don't fall apart here down the stretch for either team, both going to be in the NCAA tournament in Tanner. That potential UH Flagler Sweet 16 matchup is so, so juicy. Take this in the direction you want, whether you want to talk about the hosting or the rankings? I'll kind of go more towards rankings. Hosting is uh, probably a little bit of a, you know, 2017, people forget. UH Valdosta were kind of neck and neck when it came to the, the regional, and obviously the better man won in that one. Um, so maybe this is just the NCAA's way of, well, I guess we'll give it to Valdosta. Maybe they'll stop complaining, whatever. Um, but as far as rankings go, like you said, you see – UAH one and Flagler two with someone with such a low IQ like I have that that is the one and two teams like you said I mean those are the two best teams in the region there's no other way to put it you kind of mentioned that sweet 16 game if it was 
UH Flagler and kind of pulling from the book I'm reading right now, the Tiger Woods bio, you kind of read about how, you know, he, he can he can be buddy buddy with everybody, but when it comes time to, to lock in and compete and, and win, there are no friends. If it's UH Flagler, you may have to flip that switch and and uh you know, there are no friends. Tanner, that's a good point. Um Mike and I have talked about the last few weeks. Uh, even before FlaglerHoops.com existed, there were some negative reviews of the pod from a couple of boosters. We nipped that in the bud. Had a, f- a couple great episodes in a row. And then there's the FlaglerHoops.com drama there, even though we clearly stated it was a one-time thing. It was St. Augustine, blah, blah, blah. I do want it on record. It's very clear. This podcast is UH Hoops, and we'll support them to the death. Uh, we may have friends of the program. We may have chargers on staff at different places, but UH is always going to come number one. That that needs to be stated, uh, I guess, on the record. I thought that was obvious. And I'm telling you right now, Tanner, that'd be awesome if it happens. I'd rather it be those two than, you know, UH and some program we actually do hate. But when it comes down to it, it's going to be the Shawn Michaels gif when he, uh, when he super kicks Ric Flair. <laughs> Very simply, right before he does these, I'm sorry, I love you, but it's a super kick, and that's gonna be that's gonna be. The, I'm telling you right now, that's gonna be the tweet. That's gonna be us to the Flagler program. I'm sorry, I love you, but I have to do this. Uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of what we're looking at here. When it comes to UH, we're 11 and 0 in the conference. We've won 20 in a row in the conference. The GSC, we're just dominating it uh, in the last year and a half or so. Top 10 in the country. And like I said a few weeks ago, when we had those two weeks in a row that were kind of postponed because of COVID protocols, that was the worst thing for everyone else in the GSC. It allowed, you know, JJ to get healthy, Kearney to get healthy. It allowed some of these guys to get rest. Now we're at full strength. We're just a a wagon right now. And that takes us into this weekend. We've got Union. We've got a chance to clinch the division this weekend. And that would earn us, obviously, a one seed in the conference tournament. Still not sure how they're going to do that. I believe they're going to they're either going to take the top two or top four from each division. So, basically, we just need to keep keep winning, and the rest will – the dominoes will fall. Senior night Saturday, we got six seniors, Sam, Riley, Seth, Kearney, JJ, Jack. And they, they've been a great group of seniors. I know they have eligibility left, but for all intents and purposes, this is senior night for all those guys. Tanner, I know you played – you know, they all those guys are just red shirts when I was in school. You played with them a year. Talk to us about those seniors coming in this weekend and talk to us about the mindset of the team to clinch the division to be able to cut nets down. Do what you've been doing. I mean, there's no no reason to add any pressure. I mean, there's absolutely no pressure whatsoever. You know, they've been playing such good basketball really the whole season. I think the mindset going in needs to be, hey, let's go do what we've been doing. Let's take care of business for 40 minutes and let's, you know, let's go cut down a net. Let's go do it. I mean, nothing changes, no different than any other game. You know, this one just gives us, gets us one step closer to where we want to be. But as far as, you know, these seniors, these six seniors, this is a, this is a very special class to the program. To me, you know, this is, you know, six guys that first and foremost, they're just all six of them are great individuals, great friends, great teammates great people to be around as far as on the court goes this is a group that 
you got to raise your you got to raise your level to 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 be around them to be on the same team as them. I mean, they're about the business on the court, and you know they're going to win, and they're going to work their tails off. And if you're not, then you're going to fall behind. So I think this group as a whole raises the bar, raises the standard, you know, of UAH, and be sad to see them go, but they've accomplished so much and still have so much more that they can accomplish. So, absolutely, I couldn't have said it better myself. I mean, they they <laughs> just remember. Well, I, I guess Sam, me, me and Sam never overlapped, but uh, the other five were red shirts my senior year, and just seeing how far they've grown on and off the court is pretty wild. I, I don't know how many fans allowed in Spragans, but if you can get a ticket, get there, cheer those guys on. Um, and if you can't, you know, support them from afar because they've earned it. Uh, all, all six of them have given their heart and soul to this program. Um, so, yeah, not to get emotional. Um, so last segment here, starting five. Wait, Go wait. Ahead. Are you not going to mention that Dave Niven is coming <laughs> to Spragans Hall? <laughs> yeah, that, that's a good call. The last time Union was here for senior night, Dave Niven, head coach Union, the infamous Greg Gardner, missed block out. Marcheris Brock tipping it in, but his finger was on the his his fingernail was on the ball as time expired. And they waved off the bucket. So we got Dave Niven coming in. You know, he 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 sees he sees Spragans Hall in his nightmares. He sees UH Chargers in his nightmares. He sees Mook. In his nightmares, he sees Kip in his nightmares. Kip had a game winner one year against him. Uh, he sees all these different Charger legends in his nightmares. He's got to come in and face six seniors who have given him the business over the last four years. You couldn't write a better script going in than Dave Niven coming back to Spragantall with the chance for, you know, they're the team directly behind us. They're the team we have to beat to clinch the division. If we get If we lose to them this weekend, then Union has a chance to win the division next weekend. Couldn't ask for a better script. Dave Niven. Tanner, Dave Niven. Dave Niven, period. I've had very minimal conversation with Dave Niven. Very nice guy from the, from the little time I've spent with him. Spragans Hall is his kryptonite. He just can't conquer it. No. And, 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 I, and I really hope this is not the weekend that he does. I don't think it will. I mean, I don't I, think it will either. I don't think anything will change this weekend. I've seen that man. He he almost accosted a ref after after a game at at Spragans Hall. He, he chased after him into the hallway by the varsity room. It was one of the most unbelievable things I've ever seen. I'm pretty sure because of that game, everybody in the GSC is now required to have a red light on your backboard, like on both backboards when the when the buzzer expires. That, that is that is factual. We need to add another chapter to Dave Devin's nightmare in Huntsville, Alabama. Last segment here. We'll make it a quick one. Starting five. Going to be brought to you by Huntsville's modern realtor, David Ivey. The real estate market's ever-changing. You need a realtor who understands that. David Ivey uses modern technology to, to, help, to, help, uh, <laughs> to help you buy and sell homes. Former Charger, you can trust him. If you're in the Huntsville, Jones Valley, Madison area, use David Ivey. Uh, Huntsville's Modern Realtor, IVHSV.com, I-V-E-Y-H-S-V.com. Our topic, seniors. Tanner, you're going to go first. A lot of leeway here. In honor of these six seniors on senior night, we figured our topic for the, the segment would be seniors. So, Tanner, start us off. Yeah, so this one was was uh, kind of tough uh, for the direction that I went. Yeah. So I just basically found people with junior in their name. <laughs> 
and I'm going to go with the senior version. So first, I'm going to go Ken Griffey <laughs> Sr. Okay. Can, can you, do you want to give us any stats of, or, or explanation aside from his son or no? Uh, you know, pro <laughs> baseball player for the Mariners for a long time. Um, father to Ken Griffey Jr. Okay. Sounds like yeah, a pretty good career. Much. Okay. My number one here, Dale. Dale Sr. has got to be my number one. And I'm not even a big NASCAR guy, but Dale Sr., legend of the game. Obviously, his son, also very famous, very successful. But Dale Sr., that number three car, what more can you ask for out of a senior? Yeah, you stole that one. Mm-hmm. I had him on my list for sure. Should have went with him first. But next, I'm going to go with uh, Cal Ripken <laughs> Sr. Did he do anything of note? He fathered <laughs> Cal Ripken Jr. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh <laughs> All right, my number two senior is going to be Betty White, just an, an all-time senior citizen. You can't find a person who doesn't like Betty White. So, number three, this may lose some uh, – hopefully we have lots of listeners overseas. Um, I'm going to go with the Queen of England. Oh, wow. She's a senior, she's yeah. a senior citizen, right? I mean, she's uh, has had a long, long reign over England. Over the Old. United Kingdom. Old. Old. Yeah. She owns the most land in the world, too. So, <laughs> okay. Just throwing facts at you with, okay. about the That's queen. That's fair. She is old. I'll give you that. My number three, just hear me out here. Similar vein to your, you know, Cal Ripken thing. Uh, God. You know, he's technically not the same name. It's not Jesus Christ Jr. or God Sr. or whatever. But they are the Holy Trinity. <laughs> it's the one. The God, the, it's the Father, the Holy Spirit, and Jesus, and the Son. Um, so I'm assuming, you know, through that Holy Trinity thing, if, if they're the same person, that has to mean that they're the same name. So one of them is senior, one of them is junior. We've got to go with the Father. So God the Father is my is my third pick. I don't think I'm, I don't think I have any right to judge that pick. I think that's up to him. So... Can't tell you if that's a good pick or not. I, I think I think you'll find out one day. All right. Um, so I guess next. This is your fourth, right? It's my fourth. Uh, I'm going to go with Floyd Mayweather Sr. I figured that was coming. You know, he has a son who went like 50-0. and 0 I've heard of him. So. Floyd, yeah, Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. You may have heard of him. I don't Yeah. No. Okay. My number four is actually a local tie, UH, former Charger, maybe the best senior in UH history. And that's only because he had two senior years and that was Surgeon Boscovich. He had a fifth year. He had a red shirt senior year, went through senior night and then came back for a sixth year due to medical, <laughs> due to medical, uh, due to an injury. Uh, so he had two senior years and I don't know how you can beat two senior years. So he's got to be on my list as as my favorite seniors. Uh, Tanner, round us out here with your fifth pick, and then I'll get mine and we can get out of here. So I can either pander or I can go a different Is that direction. Any, are you implying that I pandered? Oh. Maybe. Okay. I didn't know Boscovich was such a fan favorite. I was going to say our six seniors that we currently have on our team, but I, I don't think that would count. All six um, of them? No. Yeah, but like as one, <laughs> but one collective group of seniors. <laughs> the UAH If you want to do it, I think I'll allow it, but. Just know, know your scum of the earth. But ears. I think I'll go a different direction and pander to everybody, and I'll say grandparents. <laughs> okay. The ultimate senior. You know, they're senior citizens, yeah, grandparents. All, all grandparents. 
Yeah. And everybody loves That's, grandparents. Yeah, if I wanted to be a Kip Owens, if you will, you know, try to get one over on you in a scummy way in a competition, I would steal your pick of all the seniors and try to pander. But I won't do that. I've already got my UH guy in there. So my fifth pick is Perry Ellis. Perry <laughs> Ellis, if you don't know, played at Kansas for about 35 years. He, he, he had about 17 senior years. He was there in the Mario Chalmers days. And he was also there in like the Andrew Wiggins, Joel Embiid days. Like he he played with all three of those guys somehow. So yeah, Perry Ellis is my fifth senior. As we close out here, real quick, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uhhoops.com, T-O-T-C-O-M. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud. Search uhhoops.com. Uh, shout out Bojangles. It's Bo time. Senior weekend this weekend. Big weekend in Spragans. Tanner, thanks for joining us this week. Appreciate you giving us your time. Appreciate you having me. Always a pleasure to hop on the pod whenever I get the call. Charge on. Another turning point, a fork stuck in the road. Time grabs you by the rest, directs you where to go. So make the best of this test and don't ask why. It's not a question, but a lesson learned in time. It's something unpredictable, but in the end is right. I hope you had the time of your life. So take the photographs and still frames in your mind. Hanging on a shelf in good health and good time. Tattoos and memories. Skin on trial For what it's worth It was worth all the while It's something unpredictable But in the end is right I hope you had the time of your life But in the end it's right I hope you had the time of your life It's something unpredictable But in the end it's right I hope you had the time of your life